Happy Monday, friends! You still have time to enter the raffle to win Jasmine Frank's new book, In the Waiting. It is super easy to enter. All you have to do is send me an email. Send it to Vanessa at bodysoulandmind.info and all you have to write is, I'm listening. Okay? So if you do that and let me know that you are listening to this podcast, then I will enter you in the raffle to win this new book. It is a phenomenal book. I adore it. It is one of the best devotional books I've ever done in my whole life, honestly. So if you would like to win a copy of that, or if you just want to help me out and let me know who you are, I would be so grateful because I really want to know who my listeners are so I can connect with you even better. The You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast opens the conversation to the contents of my book, You Don't Have to Be Perfect. We uncover and remove false beliefs that hold us back and focus on living in the truth. You can purchase a copy of this book at most online book retailers, including Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. It's Vanessa Liu, your host of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, an authentic space to talk about life as a perfectionist in truth and love. For those of you brand new here today, perfectionism is a destructive habit that plays a negative role in our lives. Perfectionism holds us back and it forces us to live from a place of fear instead of love. It lies to us by keeping us in that not enough zone because when you strive for the impossible goal of perfection, you will always be in the lack. Welcome friends to a brand new season of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast. It's fall, my favorite, and I have an amazing lineup of guests for you. I'm confident that these beautiful souls will bless your life like they have mine. I have 11 incredible episodes to share with you, plus a few extra that weren't originally on my lineup, and I know you will love them. I'm so blessed that God brought each and every one of these authentic people to my podcast and into my life. Let's dive in. Inside today's podcast, I have with me Lori Hogel, a wife, mother, grandmother, professor, musician, music therapist, and new faith-based writer. I am thrilled to have you on the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast to discuss your experiences with perfectionism. Lori, thank you so much for being here. Oh, Vanessa, it's such a joy to see you and, and talk to you today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're, I'm excited. This is going to be great. Um, you've shared with me how perfectionism has plagued you over every part of your life. And it wasn't until this last venture into faith writing 
that God has finally revealed to you this perfectionism. So will you talk to us a little bit about that? I will. Yeah, it has totally plagued me over my whole life. Um, and I've been thinking about maybe why. And I think part of it is I've always loved school. Mm -hmm. And I am a musician and, and I have been since a little bitty person. So that's a big part of it. Um, and I, I thought I should explain a little bit. Um, I think it's because school in general is, is part of my challenge and musicians are basically trained particularly to become perfectionists. I think mm -hmm. um, I'll explain that teachers have to give grades. So often we as teachers make rubrics for the way this like quotation mark perfect um, outcome looks uh, according mm -hmm. to standards. And so that's how we grade students. And so this can make teachers and students in school focus on mistakes mm -hmm. um, That's as we learn. And, and so a lot of us, uh, like me, who want good grades, of course, uh, try to do anything it takes to get rid of mistakes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I can tell you, music teachers are especially taught often uh, to be supreme error detectors. Mm -hmm. And so we spend entire lessons and rehearsals basically just trying to fix mistakes. And so even if it's not overt, the subtle message for me was always, I need to get it perfect to be perfect. Wow. And um, so now, by God's beautiful grace, I'm teaching students who want to become, who are becoming music teachers. Mm -hmm. And so this is always on my mind, and we talk about this. Um, I'm also researching this in the area of singing. And it's kind of horrifying. I've actually learned from my research that perfectionism makes some people experience shame, feeling unworthy um, mm -hmm. as people when someone made them think they aren't a perfect singer. And so they stop singing for the rest of their life. And, and you can imagine the impact um, mm -hmm. on worship. You know, they don't worship God through singing anymore because uh, even though he tells us to do that, they, they won't sing. They're afraid. So it's just insidious. And it was a big part of my childhood um, that that was the backdrop for a lot of things. And, and then it took me into my adult life. So then I get married, right? And I have a home and I have children and all of that. And you should see my book bookshelves, Vanessa. Mm. I, um, they are filled with basically self-help books, Christian self-help books, like how to be the perfect Christian wife. And, oh, <laughs> mom and you know worker and cooking and health and wellness and mm. gardening and everything um exercise and like the top 10 ways to have a great relationship with god kind of books you know right. and, um i love to learn and i love to read of a bookworm mm -hmm. so i always thought i was learning how to do things better mm -hmm. um and always striving and setting goals and having strategies, you know, and lists. And, but honestly, now I actually see that that fueled my perfectionism. Oh yeah. It was not healthy for me. Mm. Um, so, so a new thing has happened a few months ago uh, when the pandemic started, I began to write about Jesus and I, I'm writing for Christian women who are facing challenges and struggles. Um, and something has totally flipped. And I'm so excited with a big smile on my face to tell you about it. It's because what happened was, here's the process. I needed to go back um, and dig through like old prayer journals and Bible studies and, and books mm -hmm. and in order to do all of that. And um, briefly, I'll just share my story. It, it, my story includes uh, nearly eight years of a very serious illness. 
Mm. And um, when my three girls were babies into early elementary school, and so I was a young mom and I had an undiagnosed illness that progressed to the point where I was just in and out of the hospital all the time mm. and I, I couldn't do anything. Um, and there was no hope of recovery. So um, I knew when I started writing, I wanted to share some of that testimony um, of what the Lord did in and through that experience. And, and that's why I started writing. But going back through all my stuff from that time, particularly my prayer journals, I found an old prayer um, that actually um, the Baltimore Sun newspaper did this beautiful story about the healing that God did, because obviously I'm alive. Um, and um, in, there was a prayer in one of my journals that I had read and copied in um, that they shared, and I reread it again and started to cry. Um, it, it says, deliver me, Lord, from the snare of self-pity the lie that I am no longer of value. Remind me that when I'm unable to work, I can still be of use. I can pray, I can praise, I can be. Mm. So I started thinking about just being and it's like everything just clicked. Um, yeah. This perfectionism thing. Um, because now I'm writing for others and I'm writing with this amazing feeling of just being mm. instead of doing. It's, it's this like that is awesome amazing i know it's it's god it's this god given deep sense of just it's so different it's so different how it feels i it feels um, better I i'm be, sure it feels freeing <laughs> i want my words to be excellent and you know crafted right. but yeah. um but the focus, I think, I think there's two reasons. There's, there's two focuses now that are different. I've realized this. First of all, I'm focusing on helping like 100% loving women and helping them. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I can hardly keep the words back um, right. and to help, to love, which is unique. It's different than performing as a musician Oh yeah. for me. Um, and I think a big, uh, the biggest part of it though, is the topics I'm writing about because to share, um, to write about how amazing and glorious the Lord is and how magnificent, magnificent Jesus Christ is mm -hmm. and what he's done for me. Uh, it's just like a wonder of the gospel and it's magnified him as being so rightly and so accurately big, big that I'm becoming very small. And, um, it's like worship and awe as I write and surrender. I can't even explain it really, but ah. it's like all my eyes are not on myself anymore and I'm just being with him. And then words just come. Um, it feels more like an adventure, like fun with Jesus, right. you know, yeah. than performing. Um, so I don't know. I, I think for me, the writing is now the place where he has me um, mm -hmm. for this cool thing he's doing i don't know and i'm hoping i'm praying that it'll eke into the rest of my life <laughs> but uh you know is he transforming me out of this perfectionism thing finally maybe i i don't know because it's suddenly not making it's not about making mistakes anymore because right. i'm sure i am i mean i'm just learning how to do this but right um I, why would i set up an expectation for myself to be perfect you know i mean that's a lie yeah so, i don't know it's I mean, ridiculous it is ridiculous. You know, I have to, I have to do, there were so many things that you said that I was like, oh, this is so good. Uh, and, and something that I realized that, that I don't think I've ever realized. And when you were speaking, I thought, wow, I never thought about it. I have been a music person since I was two. 
Yeah. And uh, I went to school. I was a music major. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Music education uh, <laughs> with the emphasis in vocals. And I never really realized you were saying with music, you know, like with musicians, you're always on rehearsals, you're always trying to fix the errors, like fix exactly. the mistakes. And I like when you said it, I was like, yeah, but then I didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize like how much I think that really um, played into my life. Uh, and then this is the really big thing. So I loved my whole college experience. I really did. I loved being a music major. I loved my professors. I loved the whole thing. But my love for singing completely changed. Mm -hmm. I, um, it, it was this, it was this. Cause where, where I was from, I was always like the best singer, right? Like, I'm, Oh, but that's so good. Da, da, da. Yep, yep. Um, just, just to say, you know, and that's, that's what I was used to. And then I go to this college and I'm like, um, wow. <laughs> These people are so good. <laughs> uh -huh. And I felt uh, at the bottom of the totem pole. Now I didn't mind. I actually didn't mind. It was just this shift because I was in so much awe of the beautifulness around me and like the talent yeah. that I was like, mm, I don't, I don't want to be a singer anymore. Like I always thought that I would perform, uh -huh. you know, and it, it, I, I didn't, I used to perform with my family. We used to sing at churches and stuff yeah. and I loved it. And I didn't love it anymore. And it was like, um, but I never, it was weird. I was never sad about it. It was just like, I looked at it differently. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to sing um, because I love it, but I don't need to perform. Yes. And I actually teach voice still after all these years. I do it every weekend. So great. But it's a completely different focus. Exactly. Um, and I'm not against people performing, but no. I don't like to do it because I realize I'm still not at a place where I can go up there and not care about what other people are thinking about me. Yes. And that's the thing. That's and then it's the like, it's not, I'm not even, it's not even real. It's not even authentic because I'm trying to do it so well that I'm only thinking about the mechanics uh, and not really what I'm singing about. Yes. If that makes sense. It totally makes sense. Well, I've served in churches for many years as, as a church music director and then choir director and an organist and pianist and all of that. And the days I always would pray. I always pray, Lord, just, just help me focus on the words and the beauty of the music and, 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 and help them sing and mm -hmm. enjoy my time with you. And, but boy, can the enemy just zoom right back there. Oh, you just messed up that G. You yep. just messed up that, that rhythm right there. Wrong. Or, as you're playing and worshiping him. through Yes. Music. And then yes. Boom, there it is. And it's just, it's been insidious. It's been an insidious lie my mm -hmm. whole life. Um, hmm. so it, it is, it's horrible. You know, I still struggle with not wanting anything to be wrong. I do. Mm -hmm. And it's yep. not, 
it's not even an intentional thing. It's something that I observe. I'm like, oh, you're trying to not be wrong again. You know, it's, it's more like that. And I have relaxed in so many areas. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and, and I realize it too. Also in my like writing ventures, uh-huh. I am not a perfectionist when it comes to writing. It's almost like God had to pull me out of what I was good at yeah, and put me into something brand new that I have no idea what I'm doing uh-huh. for me to like what you were explaining, be and just enjoy and just savor. And I don't know. Uh, I, I, this is again, something I'm thinking of based off what you just said and, and combining it with, oh yeah. But I have noticed that in so many areas, I am definitely not a perfectionist, but there is still a core fear that I have to rebuke. Mm-hmm. Okay. One that asks, am I doing it wrong? Mm-hmm. I, As, you know, how does this desire for you get everything right? You know, that desire to get everything right. How does that affect you? Well, it's been pervasive. And I think you, you said the word fear. And I think that's the key word there. Mm-hmm. Because for me, uh, I still get that. It, it, it's a fear of failure, but it's bigger than that for me. I think it's more a fear of not just getting things wrong um, according to some rubric that somebody made up, whoever that is. Um, but, but more for me, I think it's been more fear of not having other people's approval, honestly, mm. or, or fear of being disliked. Um, it, doubt gets in there. Um, I, I don't know. I've realized this is how insidious it is for me. Even like if I'm practicing, let's say alone, I'm, I'm, I'm unconsciously thinking about, well, what would people think? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> even if I'm just alone and so like what would they think of my product what would they think of my doing and therefore what do they think of me as a human being mm-hmm. um, yeah I mean I've always been thinking about the audience and so I've been thinking I'm gonna I gotta do it right because they're gonna judge me if I make a mistake so it's like all of my everything in life has been about performing mm-hmm. um so like here's two examples from from real life that's not music um and it's sickening as I talk about it, but like, like it's affected my willingness to have people over for dinner. Um, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. instead of the <laughs> understanding of hospitality, you know, it's, it's become a performance for an audience mm-hmm. instead of um, caring for people. I'm, I'm like, well, first of all, I'm instantly comparing myself to, you know, some standard perfection that I'm sure that they have, you know, they're oh, yeah. perfect, they're oh, perfect yeah. in that, Same. but I'm not. So uh, so how does that affect my freedom to care for them and love them and just enjoy being with them? Mm-hmm. It's horrible. I mean, it's been ghastly. Um, I know. Oh it's so bad. It's, it's so, so bad. bad. <laughs> so bad. And my poor daughters, you know, I remember being like really embarrassed if, if they, let's say, didn't behave perfectly in public, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where there's people around. And right. like this bad mother, you know, and it's all on me. And so, of course, my reactions were hardly godly ones and I would get really mad at them um mm-hmm. i mean it's the lord calls it fear of man and in my yes that's where this perfectionism that's part of the root of it which of course has been it's pride mm-hmm. i mean it's been an ugly weight noose whatever you want to call it snare. Yep. um it's affected my freedom to love people mm-hmm. and i just i it, it's horrible i i mean it's sin so yeah. i i I don't know this writing thing. I've just, I'm realizing I really only have an audience of one. 
Yes. Yes. It matters. And that's the Lord, you know, and um, what is perfect to him? And that is all in his word. And, and, oh, I can't wait to talk about scripture with you, but yeah, I'm learning to totally trust him instead of fearing others' thoughts, at least yeah. for the last three months, <laughs> um, you know, uh, with the fear of what they think. Um, and because I, I, I know he's going to do whatever he will in my life. Exactly. That's it. And even you know, if I make mistakes, he'll redeem it. For me, that even on a daily basis, that is what I'm doing. I am affirming the truth. Even yeah. if I'm like, okay, okay. Even if I do something wrong today, you're going to make it okay. You know, like, yeah. um, because I am in your hands. I am following your plans and I'm not you. I will never be you, but I don't need to be. You didn't call me to be you. Yes. You called me to be me. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> um, not to be afraid of anyone's thoughts about that. You know, I want to do totally put something out there that, that I wasn't planning on talking about because I think it'll be really fun um, because of Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. This is a real thing for me. Okay. So like this whole approval of man and what are they going to think of me? I'll tell you what. I've, I've observed and realized in myself that when I'm posting on Instagram, I have no fear. Good. I, no, I have no fear whatsoever. And I'm just like, boom, it's Instagram. Yeah. It's done. It's over. Sure. But when I'm about to post even maybe the same thing on Facebook, I'm like, is this, should I do this or should I not? And it's because there are people on Facebook that I've known my entire life uh -huh. or for a really long amount of time. Yeah. And so it's more scary. Yeah. And um, what else I think is interesting is I always focus on the haters uh -huh. and I always think, Oh, they're going to think this yeah. and they're going to roll their eyes. And then I interrupt myself. I go, well, who cares? And yeah. I think, like you then why are they your friend <laughs> delete no exactly well and that's just like um yeah it's fear of, of them but it's, yeah. it's like my focus on the one wrong note that happened a measure ago mm -hmm. I, it's just well, yeah, it's I, I bring it up because i think I, I, well i hope that there are other people in this boat that are you know sharing uh to encourage yes sharing to be authentic sharing to help people via social media yes. that they might have that same little hesitation and it really is fear of man and it, we always go to the worst one right like oh, of course we, we never think about the people that are lifting us up and saying thank you we never think about them we always think about the one that's ignoring us or rolling their eyes or you know saying some snarky remark or whatever right right I, you know and then i have to then that's when i say you know what god you are the only audience that matters exactly and that's the same if there's crickets too exactly <laughs> no that yeah if it goes into you know social media blank space it's the same yeah. yeah, he is the only audience that matters. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, lately, I've been clinging to um, some scriptures like Deuteronomy thirty one six, 
and, and he, I'm, I need to memorize these. I just need to have them inside my heart forever. But like um, he says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. Mm -hmm. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And every social media post, that's true. Um, well, Psalm 27, one, you know, the Lord is my light and my salvation. You know this, right? Um, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Yeah. Of whom shall I be afraid? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> I, I'm just, I, I was interrupting rudely, but uh, no, it was just funny because I, I was thinking, well, yeah, I know that verse. I just put it in my blog post yesterday. <laughs> it's, it's one of my, it's one of my go-tos, you know? Nope. Deuteronomy 31.6. Yeah. Truth into the fear. Mm -hmm. We do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be praying for you with that and you pray for me with that. Yeah. It's, it's going to be that, that lifelong struggle and it might yes. shift because it's already shifted so many times. It's already evolved and changed. And, and like I said, there's so many things I don't, I don't care about being perfect at all. Uh -huh. Whereas, whereas in the past, I didn't even yeah. realize that that's what I was doing, but it was so intense yeah. that I was like, you know, burning out majorly. Yeah. Because I was just so hard on myself. And well, I still am hard on myself. Um, I don't want to be, but I am. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, but I mean, the encouragement is that this journey that we're on, God is with us through the whole, the whole way. He is. And being able to look back, I mean, like you're just <laughs> proclaiming him, you know, and mm -hmm. you, you can see, I can do, I can now too, a big, yeah. big time. I can see, cause I'm older than you. I can, I can look back and see <laughs> so much of what he's already done to mm -hmm. reach old mistakes and, and to help me not care about certain things too, you know? Yes. Yes. I mean, and it's worth mentioning because yeah. that, that is part of our testimony and we are called to share the work that God does in our lives to draw others to him. Yeah. And so that's why I believe it's so important to just show up and be authentic and say, you know what, this is, this is my life. This is what I deal with. This is what God has already done. This is what he's continuing to do. And we don't need to be ashamed. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to hide. We don't need to put on masks. Exactly. We just, like you said, be. be. We be with the Lord and let him shine his light through us. Exactly. And even through our mistakes. We all, even through our mistakes. And he will redeem those mistakes. And, and we all resonate with this. <laughs> this, is, this is, particularly I think as women, you know. We, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all those self-help books that I was talking about, you know, those Christian books, they're all out there for a reason. Women buy them and I was one of them. That's right. <laughs> so we resonate with it. Yeah, I really, I really think that, I mean, I wouldn't have this podcast if I didn't think that there were so many people that could resonate mm. and, uh, and they might not, I always say this, but they might not even realize what it is that they're struggling with until they hear this and they'll be like, oh, that's what it is. Yes. You know, it's fear oh, of man. It's, you know, um, hiding behind this perfect facade or, right. you know, et cetera. So what can you tell us about what Jesus says about you? Mm. Well, that's amazing, Grace. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, I, 
he, Tim Keller calls it the freedom of self-forgetfulness when I'm able to put my mind on him mm -hmm. and on myself. And so, but when I do that, like I said, I'm writing about how big he is, how big he is lifts me. And I don't know, Ephesians 1 is my jam right now. <laughs> Ephesians 1, uh, it, it, he says that in Christ, I am adopted. I am chosen as his child. I am fully accepted no matter what. I am redeemed. I am beloved. Um, he says, my whole life is according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Mm -hmm. to the praise of his glory. And I'm realizing this in a big way. So it's all from, for, and by him. And he also says, I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit and he guarantees my inheritance in the new heaven and earth. And wow, yeah. <laughs> Colossians 2.10 tells me I'm complete in him. Mm -hmm. I don't need anything else to be right with God. He looks at me as having the same perfect imputed uh, perfect righteousness that Jesus has given to me. Mm -hmm. I'm fully loved. Romans 8, 38 and 39. That one I do know by heart. It, nothing can separate me from his love. It talks about that. I Romans love that scripture. Oh my gosh. All of his those. love. His love is it and what he has done for me through Jesus Christ and the gospel. Mm -hmm. Therefore, now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's Romans 8.1. And so why, I've realized this just in the past few months, um, if he doesn't condemn me, why would I? I know. I, yeah. I, and that's, I, that's probably what I still get most frustrated about. And it's not like I'm always condemning myself. Uh, it's not. But, but there are, I feel like there are these seasons or these like weak spots yeah. Where I'm just like, what is going on? I thought I was done with this. Why am I becoming uh -huh. myself? And I keep going, Jesus loves me right now. Jesus loves me right now. Like, you know, and I'm, I'm affirming that truth. Yeah. I'm using those scriptures and saying nothing can separate me from the love of God, yeah. not height, nor depth, nor any other power, you know, nor things present, nor things to come yes. will ever separate me from the love of God. Okay. So just get it girl <laughs> well but you know what i'm realizing through this writing my those places of weakness my imperfections my weaknesses my sin even are the very places that he wants to show himself mm. glorious i mean i need him in those places so i'm coming to him depending on him in mm. those places you know and and so that's where absolutely accepting work is happening actually so awesome i, I mean the more i'm christ exalting the more self-forgetful I can be and go, yeah, okay, Lord, you know, and, and uh, the more he's going to work that. You're he, right. He, he, uh, he will, he will, because that's what he does. And you're, you're totally right. You're spot on. I, um, I realize sometimes on accident, I'm trying to, uh, write myself on my own. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I'm trying to fix it myself and I don't mean to do that, but then I realize, oh, that's what you're doing. And so then I'll just say, I surrender. I surrender. It is all yours. And then in that moment, I'm like, oh, that's all I needed. Yeah. That's all I needed to do was surrender. God didn't tell me to pick that up. Yes. It's not mine. Right. You know, what peace? Well, I think for me, what I've realized so much is that, you know, he is 
like I said, I'm writing about how big and magnificent God is. And I'll, I'll explain a little bit more later about like what, how that looks. But I mean, it's really huge to think that he is so wise and big and, and sovereign and the outcomes are his. Mm-hmm. He, oh, he yes. Turns, he turns hearts. Um, all of these things that I think I have to do. No, he says, no, it's the opposite. He says, be still and know that. Yes. You know, um, he knows also that you, you and I both, he made us uniquely mm-hmm. to show up and share. And, and he knows exactly how all these encounters or whatever we're doing, how he's going to use those mm-hmm. in our lives as well as other people's. Yep. So, you he know, he, he delights in us. He delights to quiet us with his love. He, he wants us to just fellowship with him. And um, he also says when we seek him we'll find him. So, you know, it's all him. Amen. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It's not about being perfect. I just, oh, it, I yeah. realize when I get on like all this tension in my shoulders, you know, and I'm all stressed out, I realize that that's when, because it's hard for me to realize because it's been there for so many years, these mm-hmm. groups of thinking. Yep. I don't even, it's insidious. I don't even realize that it's happening until I just see that, oh my goodness, I'm stressed out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, you're like, oh wait, how'd I get here? <laughs> how'd I get here? So now, okay. So now I got to back up the truck and, and yeah, and surrender again. And, see mm-hmm. and, and, and you know what? Here's the thing. We don't need to feel bad that we are surrendering again. I, no. I personally, this is how I look at it. Surrender needs to be daily. And surrender is a huge, gigantic part of our relationship with God. When the more we are surrendering to him and coming to him every day going, I surrender God, I surrender God, I surrender God. He is going to keep revealing. He is going to keep, uh, which we're going to lead into sanctifying us, right? And so I think this would be wonderful right now. If you would share, how do you personally go about deepening your sanctification with Christ. It I know is, you mentioned that before. It is surrender. It, it, it's, it's trust. I mean, I, so when I was sick, this, this little habit of mine, um, I, I desperately needed to hear his voice because I was, I was suffering tremendously. So I needed to hear, I needed to go to the word of God um, and, and really, really hear it. And so now, I mean, I, I do every morning I do, I sit with coffee in hand, you know, and I read and meditate on his word um, in the mornings. It's, it's abiding and remaining and receiving the gift and surrendering, like being really real with him about mm-hmm. all the mess that I come with when I wake up, you know? Um, and, and for me, I, cause I'm of a certain age, you know, most nights I, I, I don't get enough sleep and I do wake up ridiculously early. So it happens ridiculously early. Um, Oh, and by the way, I used to think there's a perfect way to do that too. You should see the books, really. You know, like it was ridiculous. I had to perform, you know, I have this perfect quiet time and it has to be exactly like this. So this is, oh, yeah. I mean, right now it's, be, it's actually become a time of just personal worship. Um, like this call and response, you know, it's a music word, but I call out and he responds through his word and, and songs come to mind and I journal them and that kind of thing. But I mean, that's first thing in the morning for me. And I'm thankful that I, you know, my kids are grown and I have time to do that. Um, young mamas, my, like my daughters, I, I think if I were, if I had little ones right now, I would have to do podcasts or something. I'm not sure how I would do it. But, um, but it's really prayer all day long. 
because mm -hmm. like we were talking about the surrender, these, yeah. these, these, this groove, this backbeat in my head has been there for too long for it just to be like poof gone. I, right. Um, it, my sin nature keeps popping through. So, mm -hmm. um, I, I just have to talk to him about everything. Like I said, when I feel it bubble up, yep. I know, Oh, that's the place where I got to go and surrender while I'm doing whatever I'm doing. Um, I, I could tell you that for me, replacing, all of those thoughts with his gospel truth by his grace for me because i think because i'm a musician but but the, the songs really do help mm -hmm. scriptural songs you know songs that are based on his truth and truth about who god is and truth about christ and who i am in christ and his grace and all of his attributes and and character um he's really um he, he's really helping me to replace those thoughts and take those thoughts captive when mm -hmm. songs come up so I, I, I have music playing a lot, you know, and, or he will bring songs to mind that, that amplify his, his scripture mm -hmm. um, and then scriptures. It's like a memorizing scripture through music, often. right? You know, it's all together. So like this, this whole daily constant thing, it's just that I have to realize when I need to surrender and that's still where I'm working, <laughs> you know, it's what still. I love is when I'm reading the word and there's scripture that's been put to song. And yeah. like, as I'm reading the Bible, I'm singing the song and, you know, like, do, 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 do. I love that. I, I love that. So, and then sometimes I discover, oh, I didn't know this was in the Bible. <laughs> you know, like, oh, that song, I love that song. I didn't know it was actually scripture. That's amazing. Well, and that's, isn't that wonderful how, how God so creatively and uniquely made people to mm -hmm. share his word in different ways and to encourage one another. I just am I'm so over the moon thankful for that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he really uses all of those things for me. Um, so I don't know. It's become, I think he's perfecting me out of perfectionism right now. <laughs> Good. I mean, six months ago, if we had talked, I'm not sure I could have said that authentically, but I think that's really what's happening right now because of the, mm. the new adventure I'm on with him. <laughs> that is wonderful. I am very happy for you in that. I, you know, I think when I was writing my book, I felt like I was being perfected out of perfectionism yeah. and then here I am <laughs> realizing oh it's not gone darn oh and, well you know what layers just to go back to what you had said before I don't need to feel bad about it because it's no. not me picking that up God knows that I come to him the second I am conscious yeah. like as soon as I am awake I'm talking to God it, that's yeah. the first thing I do. It's, it's, yeah. it's so part of my life. I, I, I don't know how I would ever not do it. And he knows that I want him guiding my way. He knows that I want him to do his work in me. Uh -huh. And so I, that's what I can find the comfort in. He knows that. And some things might be a little painful. Some things might be uncomfortable, difficult, whatever. Sure. It's okay. It's yeah. all good. It's all good. And it's his transforming work. Mm -hmm. We can just rest in that and trust him with that. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, surrender and listen. I think that's the biggest thing. So I, I think it's, uh, a it, it, well, he's the author and perfecter of our faith. Yes. There I, it is. I've been saying that all week. I, I've been saying it to my husband uh, in conversation, like, well, but I remember that God is the author and finisher of my faith. So that's right. <laughs> he is, he's got us on this journey of sanctification and it's going to end up in glorification. Yeah. 
Yeah. Woo. So here we are encouraging one another, my sister. Exactly. I love it. That has been my favorite thing with these podcasts is I am legitimately encouraged through every interview. I just, I've been loving it. It's just been so, um, I want to say life-giving, um, yeah. very uplifting. Yeah. And so it's been great. Uh, I don't want to cut anything that you had. Is there anything else that you really wanted to share before we kind of wrap up here? No, I just, I, I just desperately want to encourage people. Um, and, uh, I think what we're doing here actually is glorifying him. Mm -hmm. is what we're doing. Oh yeah. Well, I, I should hope so. <laughs> making him, I mean, I mean like making him so big. Yes. You know? Yes. And so that's, that's, he, he loves us and he delights in us. And so that's, that's where we can just encourage one another is to keep on keeping on and be in his word and hear yep. him. Just yep. keep going. Just yep. Keep going. Yeah. So Lori, how can we support you? How can we connect with you? Well, I think, I mean, I've got a Facebook page now uh, called okay. Singing Christ's Hope Into Your Suffering, but I think the best place, honestly, is just to go to my website. It's much easier to think about. It's, um, it's my name. It's uh -huh. lauriehogle.com, which is spelled L-A-U-R-I-H-O-G-L-E.com. Um, what I, what I'm doing, basically, my readers are saying that they're like mini worship moments, but I'm, 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 I'm doing this, you know, I'm kind of modeling it with everybody is I'm, 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 I'm meshing scripture and hymn lyrics and songs into what um, I call praise interruptions, mm. like mini worship devotionals, um, where we to help us all, me, <laughs> first and foremost, to take my thoughts off myself and then um, take my thoughts captive through reading his word um, and singing his truth and praising him. So my goal, of course, is for everybody to actually sing aloud mm -hmm. to him and worship him and experience what we were talking about. So, um, and are not having to be perfect because Jesus is perfect and to sing to him imperfectly, it doesn't matter. He loves our voice and made it. So um, mm -hmm. every week what I do is I, I write a devotional and then I send out a weekly um, based on my music therapy and my music education and uh, church music director knowledge. I create this curated playlist of YouTube videos that, that actually have words on them so everyone can sing. And I, I create it so that it is a, an educationally, therapeutically worshipful process. Um, so I'm pretty really that neat. I send that to all my email subscribers. So the devotionals and the playlist go together. And so I go to my website, I guess. I'm just praying that he'll use it if, if anyone would like to, to enter into that process that uh, women will sing scriptural and gospel truth through it, especially when things are hard. Um, yeah. And this perfectionism thing is so hard because for me, it infiltrates everything. So mm -hmm. I just pray it will help anyone that's listening. Um, well, I, I, I think I need to go over there and check it out. Well, for sure. I'd love to, to encourage you. Keep encouraging you as you encourage me because I love your podcast. So. Oh, you're yeah. so nice. It's just, um, this is what we need to do. I'm really, I'm really convicted actually at this point. Like we, we can't keep our words back. We have to mm -hmm. encourage one another. Right yes. Now. Yes. I agree so hard. much in any of my groups that I have. I'm always like, you guys, I, I promise you, if you share, you are going to encourage someone. Yes. But if you stay quiet, it doesn't help anybody. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I am with you. We need to share 
what God is doing. We need to share our struggles so that we can be encouraged and prayed for and lifted up. And yes, wow, this has been so great. Uh, I will make sure that your website um, is in the show notes and that way people can just click on it. Okay, great. Easy peasy. And um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for this time that you've spent with me. Thank you so much. Thanks for being with me today. Let's keep practicing saying no to perfect and yes to truth. Take care.